You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I'm quite all right. Uh, enjoying media days greatly. Yeah, it's been kind of fun. I thought it was hilarious today. Uh, today being Tuesday, you're listening to this on Wednesday. I still don't know why I feel the need to tell you when you're listening to something and when we cut this, but I'm going to do it. Um but I thought it was kind of funny, Lane Kiffin's response about Bryce Young uh, making close to a million dollars, apparently, uh, on his NIL deal, which that doesn't seem super possible, but I guess it is. He, maybe he got some percentage of, maybe with his Cash App thing, maybe he gets some percentage of people who sign up from the moment he signed on in this region. or so. I don't know how it works. But you can bet your bottom dollar on this. Nick Saban didn't just say that willy-nilly. He said that to make sure other recruits heard that. Yeah, that was not said uh, off the cuff. That was not said uh, quietly. Or I, I would assume Coach knew exactly what he was saying and how that could reverberate. Uh, I, I, so I, I didn't take it as anything but the truth or close to the truth as to what's what's going on. I was stunned by the number like everyone else. And, and this is why it's not that, I mean, I know that the LSU gymnast and the Cavender twins from Fresno state, uh, I know there have been some college athletes that have made seven figure deals and, and it's been people like that. Uh, so what stunned me, Luke, is that, you know, I've kind of kept up with the NIL deals in terms of who signed and what deal with who, and I'm just based on what we know in the public domain that Bryce ha- has done and who he signed with. I'm really surprised at that overall number. I can't help but think myself, Luke, is there are two or three deals out there that are coming down the pipe uh, that will give Bryce that sort of money down the road, but, but not yet. Like he signed some, I mean, just, you know, that he signed some sort of seven figure deal with McDonald's, you know, or something. <laughs> I mean, uh, or hell Nick's uh, Mercedes dealership. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I'm wondering if we're going to find out that a lot of this money is coming from some deal that we're unaware of at this time. Um, because, based on what we know to this point, I, I would be stunned that it's added up to a million dollars or is going to add up to a million dollars. Again, based on what we know. No, I agree. And th- and that's what's so stunning about it. But even more unbelievable than his making this money would be Nick Saban would lie about that publicly. And then with p- the potential of getting caught lying about that. So uh, maybe it's like, 501,000 and then Nick Saban can say, well, it's closer to seven figures than zero. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I know that he's going to be, I know that he's going to be asked about it. He's going to be asked at media days tomorrow. As, as people are listening to this, they've probably already heard Nick at media days, but I think it's going to be 
the first question he gets. Uh, they've all got the NIL question anyway, and now Nick's NIL question, the lead is going to be, okay, you're, uh, uh, apparently your quarterback's already you know, signed deals worth a million dollars, and Nick's going to have to talk about it to an extent because Nick is the source of the information. So he is going to have to answer questions about it now. And again, uh, I, I consider this nothing but well. I say this: I, I consider this nothing but great. I, I'm thrilled that the Alabama quarterback will be worth that. I'm thrilled for Bryce. Uh, I think that this is was inevitable to an extent. Uh, I think it's going to open up Pandora's box of other issues. But like I've all, like me and you have consistently warned on this show, it's great that our kids can do this, and they're going to be getting money and life is going to be easier for them and their families, and, and maybe this will slow down the bitching and complaining uh, from, from every source imaginable about the system, and that's all great. But what me and you have said all along is this is the slipperiest of all potential slopes. This is, this is black ice on the rooftop slippery slope, <laughs> and uh, – and then you're going to have issues of, okay, the quarterback is, uh, is making a million dollars a year, and the offensive line in front of him, they're all getting uh, free, free meals at IHOP. And yeah, I mean, you just I, wonder again, what that, that's going to do to the, the Maybe, but it, doesn't that take place uh, in the NFL anyway? Like, you know, a rookie quarterback can come in, Justin Herbert can come in, and, you know, he's, or in the NBA or something where you're right, making the – the rookie max contract or whatever, and you're the best player and you know, you're going to get paid later, but right now you've got some veteran that's been there 12 years that averages six rebounds and two points a game. And he's making $7 million a year more than you. I mean, maybe it'll be divisive. I feel like that kind of stuff works itself out. And um, I think there's, there is still, there are still some people in society like me who understand that, the quarterback's generally always going to make more money. The left tackle generally is always going to make more than the right tackle. Um, the, uh, the, the safety is always going to make more than the punter. Uh, the good-looking girl is always going to get the better job and the benefit of the doubt versus the girl that's mediocre-looking. I mean, that's you know that, that kind of shit's just going to happen, and I think we all deal with it because that does give people incentive to be better. Um, but, you know, maybe that was the most – sexist misogynistic thing i've ever said there's potential for that but um regardless it's, a, um, it's, it's an antidote more than it's proof of anything but i did ask an offensive lineman this week i asked a guy that played college football on the offensive line if none of the offensive linemen had money-making deals and the quarterback had a huge money-making deal would it affect the locker room and his experience and his answer was hell yes Oh, but well, well one guy. But what about this? What if Bryce Young is making, let's say he's making a million dollars, and let's say none of our offensive linemen are making, you know, twenty five thousand. I mean, twenty five thousand seemed crazy six weeks ago. It seems like that may be lowballing <laughs> things now. Um, but let's say our offensive linemen are all making twenty five grand, and what if Bryce wants to give each one of them right. twenty five more each because he can afford it? Can he do that? I, I would assume yes. I don't see why he couldn't. Um, I would assume that he could under under the rules or what 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 passes for rules these days. 
I would um, assume he could, but it's just and it, this and by the way, none of this is a reason that that we shouldn't have an IL. It's, it, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's a lot to unpack here, and all of these situations will be different. It's just not going to be a smooth thing that we go from from where we were to what the new rule is now, if you want to call it a rule. Uh, it's just there, there's just a lot of unintended problems here that will have to be ironed out. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. That's a problem you don't have to iron out because you can go right to Built.com, get your Built Bars, get a variety pack, and eat some deliciousness and not feel guilty about it. That's what's awesome. You can go to Built right now, Built.com, order some Built Bars, get you, uh, you know, raspberry cheesecake or cookies and cream or whatever you want, and get it in a variety pack. Get whatever you want. Send it to your door. Start eating them. Feel better about yourself. Lose that weight. Uh, that that neighbor that you've been eyeing that's good looking and you're like, hey, you know, she I, I don't have a chance with her. Well, you start eating some of these Bilt Bars, you start losing a little weight, get rid of that pudge around the middle, all of a sudden you might be attractive. I don't know. I can't promise you'll be a more attractive, but I'm pretty sure promise you'll be thinner. So why don't you give it a whirl? What's it going to hurt? You know, don't you want to be more attractive? Of course you do, ugly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're not ugly. I like you. Uh, but go to Bilt.com, B-U-I-L-T dot com go get those delicious nutritious built bars are great for a keto diet a lot of uh protein low on carbs low on sugar that's built bar at built.com also want to tell you about betonline.ag betonline.ag is where you want to go to get that bet in on major league baseball to get that bet in on the nba finals I hope you bet on them last night. I have no idea who won because it hadn't happened yet, but I hope you won. You can play poker. You can bet on reality TV. You can bet on just about anything you want to. And here's the other thing. Bet online will send you, or you can send bet online, I should say, um, ideas for prop bets, and they will take them under consideration. They're not screwing around. If you like send one that's incredibly stupid, okay, that's on you. But, you know, if you send one that makes some sense, they'll be like, okay, yeah, we'll put that out. We'll put a number on it. And then you can bet on your own bet. That's incredible. Go to betonline.ag. Easy to pay in, even easier to get paid. Use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. You're going to love this website. It's a lot of fun. Sweeping the country. I hear them advertised everywhere. Betonline.ag. Jimmy, there's been one burning question that has lit up SEC Media Days, has lit up the Internet, and has left the entire Southern sports world with inquiring minds and and curiosity. I'm on the edge of my built bar right now. Is Auburn's head coach, Brian Harson a Scientologist? (laughs) You know what? I I, I don't know. Well, I, I think it's a little odd. It hasn't been addressed like in some sort of formal manner because apparently what what I've found and and I, I found nothing I mean I don't know that there's a website and go to and find out what everybody's religion is and frankly that would be uh highly <laughs> inappropriate but uh but what I have found is uh apparently these rumors have kind of followed him for a while like like this was a thing before like when he was at Arkansas State or Boise or when he was an assistant I so apparently this question has been out there and 
hey, look, uh, if anyone is a live and let live guy on this issue, uh, it's me. Uh, it, it, I'm, I'm a I'm a come on, come on guy. I mean, in terms of like, hey, if you're Muslim, Hindu, Jewish, Baptist, Catholic, Protestant, agnostic, atheist, you know, what, what, you know, uh, astrologist, uh, that's fine. Everybody's welcome under my my tent. But uh, I do agree that if he is a Scientologist, based on the fact of how public a figure he is and the program he's running, uh, I think it's a legitimate question. And I, I say that as a, as a, again, as a person who's hugely pro-tolerant uh, of, of, of people's views and religions, uh, if they have a religious view at all. I'm tolerant of, of all of it. But that, that's a fascinating thing to me. Like, really? I mean, that stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, what? Really? Well, first of all, but again, I don't know that I don't know that it's true. I, I have no idea if it's true. I almost think it's funnier to not know the real answer and just assume it is true. <laughs> it, um, and <laughs> because there would be something hilarious about it. Look, I, I'm like you. I don't care. I, I really don't. I don't. I, I'm. I'm have no ill will towards atheists or Catholics or Jews or. You know, and by the way, when I say Jews, it's funny. Uh, Louis C.K. used to always say this about, you know, we would talk about religion in his bed all the time. And he'd say, you know, Jews is is such a weird term because it's both incredibly socially acceptable to say like this, they're, they're Jewish, they're Jews. And it's also completely derogatory if you just put a little bit of stank on it. <laughs> <laughs> the, way, the way you say it. You mean, yeah, it's like the way it's like, said yeah, just in just the way it said, he said that's and that's a Louis C.K. thing, not a Luke thing. Just letting y'all know. But um, but you know, it I'm wouldn't not be funny. Uh, Jewish. But a lot of people, you know, hear my name and and assume uh, I, I get a lot of people assuming <laughs> that I'm Jewish and I'm not. I'm, I'm Catholic, to be honest. But uh, as if it, it mattered at all. But uh, when we bought my house that I live in now, uh, this is like back in '07. Even though I've lived in Daphne, Alabama, my whole life, uh, I think we've been in the new house for about a month and. There's a knock on the door one afternoon, and it was it was a local rabbi who saw these steins had moved in, and he was bringing by a fruit basket to welcome me to the neighborhood. And when I told him I wasn't Jewish, he wouldn't give me the fruit. I didn't get the fruit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you what's funny. So for the longest time, like you know, I was I grew up in Ellic City. I mean, we literally had like two Jewish people in the whole town. I mean, that's not a racist thing to say. That is a thing that happened. And then I go to, and then I go to Indian Springs and literally I'm there with, you know, people my age who were atheists. I didn't know they existed. I mean, I really didn't. I didn't know people didn't believe in God. I mean, I, I just didn't know this. And so it sort of opened my eyes. Um, well, then I go back to Ellic City for work. And I started coming to Birmingham um, to because I always loved Birmingham after Alabama. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm playing basketball all the time at the Jewish Community Center. And I'm also playing flag football there all the time. And there was one that we had a, a certain rabbi that would come out and play with us. I mean, he was he was younger. He was a little bit older than me. But at the time, I was 23, 24, 25, whatever. And so he was probably closer to 30. But and he wasn't like super athletic, but he was sneaky athletic as hell. And um, so it was he was on my team one time, and like the team ran some kind of wheel route where they, you know, they really screwed us up mentally. 
And um, I, I didn't use the term screwed. So imagine what term I used. I don't want to say that term on here, but I said. Something the I, rabbi did not approve of? No, I said, no, he knew I cussed all the time. I said, rabbi, they tricked screwed us on that one. He said, he said, hey, Luke, how about just saying they tricked us? <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, yeah, but that's not the same. That's not the same. They really did that to us. Um, but uh, so anyway, going back to Brian Harson and his Scientology, I don't yeah, know. Going back, going back to the fact. Going back <laughs> to the fact he's a Scientologist. So I do think it would be, it. again, I'm not sure I want anybody to ask the question because here's the thing. If you ask that question at SEC Media Days, people are going to be like, there's going to be some people who will very rightfully say, well, you never ask, uh, you know, Ed Orgeron yeah. if he's Catholic or you never ask Eli Drinkwitz right. if he's Baptist or whatever. You know, no, Eli I, Drinkwitz may be Jewish. I don't know. Um, that's a Jewish name, isn't it? Kind of. Am I wrong? Yeah. I, I guess. Care. But like I said, I'm the, I'm the Stein and I didn't get to keep the fruit basket or nothing. <laughs> so I, and since I know people make assumptions about about me, I, I, I assume nothing ever. You know, I, I, just, have a my, I assume nothing ever. Well, here's my thing. You know, I hadn't been last time I went to church, they threw water on me. So I hadn't been back. But um, <laughs> I have a friend and I, I've always adhered to this. This is my religious motto. I, I am I am a Christian, but like I'm just not good at church. It's just not my thing. I'm too restless. Um, and every time I go in there, I, I see a bunch of dudes. I'm like, I know y'all come on. Y'all are faking quit this. And, um, so, <laughs> but anyway, my friend and we're both Methodist by, by denomination only, but you know, like I have a stamp of Methodist on me and that's about it. Um, but he said, the great thing about being Methodist is all you got to do is say, you're sorry. Like if you're Catholic, you know, oh, you, nice. have repent, yeah. you have to, you have to, you know, gotta go to confession. Got to go to confession. If you're Baptist, you got to hide it. But if you're, if you're, <laughs> if you're Methodist, you just got to say, Hey, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about all. <laughs> um, but if, if Brian Harson is, if Brian yeah. Harson is a Scientologist, and this is where it could be relevant to asking it at SEC media days, somebody could say, Hey coach, how is being a Scientologist affected your ability to recruit? And let's take a break, Jimmy, because I do want to talk about that for another second. I want to take a break right here and then we'll get back to that. All right. So we're talking about Brian Harson potentially being a Scientologist, which is kind of funny. I'm not making fun of Scientologists. If you are one listening to this, I, I'm not making fun of you. Although I will say I did watch uh, Bill Burr, who's a pretty famous comedian, has a whole bit on Scientology. And he said, you know, he said, I was out in L.A. He said, they, those people are so crazy. They'll do anything. He said, this guy told me he was a Scientology, Scientologist. I said, what's that? He said, well, it's this religion. He said, so I started looking it up. He said, First of all, I knew it was bullshit when it came up that the dude who founded it is named Ron. He said, you know, if your name is Ron and you come and, and you found a religion about 30 years ago and you, yeah. you had a driver's license, you don't even have years of history to like cover up the mystery of this thing. You you just like made some shit up and everybody's following you. It's crazy. Um, but um, if he is a Scientologist, how does it affect his ability to recruit in the South? I think that's a very legit question. That's a legit question. And here, you know, everything about me is confusing because I'm wishy-washy on so much stuff because I see both sides of things. I guess it's my uh, divorce law training where 
in one case I represent the husband and in the next case I represent the wife and the facts are the same and then I'll argue you know kind of like arguing against myself the whole time <laughs> because I don't know how many times the judges told me uh Mr. Stein you know in the very last case you said <laughs> and I'm like judge don't 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 remember what I say that's not fair but uh no the way I look at, at it is, is this um I think uh me and you on a podcast uh, making jokes about Harsa being a Scientologist is funny. It's funny to me that we could make jokes about it. And then in the press conference, if someone says, Coach Harson, is it true you're a Scientologist or not? I'm going to go like, that's wildly inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in other, in other words, like, like to me, it's like, it's, it's kind of funny when we don't know that it's true. And that's what's like, we don't know that it's true. So we're, so we're admittedly making this up. And that's what's funny. But then if somebody literally asks him what, what religion is, my first thought will be, that's just, that's not right. Don't ask him that. You're, you're ruining mine and Luke's fun by making this serious. Yeah. Well, number one, by making it serious <laughs> and also by answering the question, I think it, it's so much, the myth of it is delicious. Um, yesterday, my brother and I were like, uh, we were looking at recruiting rankings and things like that. And we were talking about how at the time Auburn has since gotten a three-star wide receiver commitment and they've moved up to number 77. But at the time they were number 85 in the country on the 24 seven composite. And my brother said, you know, it's always bad when you're looking for your team in recruiting rankings and you have to hit load more twice. <laughs> and then, now that's about, that's the best one. That's the best line in the show. And we, we've been walking the edge of the whole show and that's the best <laughs> line right there. And then we looked up like, okay, recruit, they rank the recruiters, you know, the coaches that do the recruiting. And Auburn's coach was the only where one. Was, uh, where was Ron Hubbard? <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard was like, no. <laughs> no, Auburn had a coach that was literally in like the two, ranked in the 200s or some shit like that. I can't remember exactly where, and I can't remember which coach it was. But it also – for reasons unknown, and no other coach had this by his name, it showed his salary. It was like this coach at Auburn, $1.2 million. And it was like 24-7 was making fun of him saying, they're paying you $1.2 million to finish 277th in recruiting? What the hell is going on? I have a serious point to make. I have a serious point to make. And this is a, this is a pretty big deal. And I think – I think this is like an when I say it out loud, it's going to be obviously true to you. And you're going to go, that's obvious, but wow, that kind of slaps me in the face when when you when you think about it. But this is a fact. This is a fact, and 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 it's it's particularly for people our age. You know, people you know mine and, and Luke's age. I think the younger people might not get this as much, but the older people will. Older people will, and that's that's this is what I'm okay. Ready for this? This is just amazing. It is hard to name a 2022 prospect, name one, that Alabama and Auburn are viciously fighting over. That's Who? a good point. Who is it? Name one. And here, here's why that's totally amazing, beyond the fact that we're two SEC West schools in the same state. Luke, when we were growing up, and well after we were grown-ups, Alabama and Auburn had vicious recruiting fights over handfuls of players every year. And, and there has been times in history Alabama lost 
some of those battles. And there would be six, eight, 10, 12 kids a year in state alone to say nothing of the out-of-state kids we, we, we both targeted for whatever reason from Mississippi or Georgia. And now there's not one. There are only, I mean, somebody says, well, y'all both offered Curtis Perry. I would tell you I'm not 100% convinced he's an A-list kid for Alabama. And I'm not nearly 100% convinced that if the kid doesn't go to Alabama, he's going to Auburn. I don't think that's true. I think if the kid doesn't end up at Alabama, he, he's ending up somewhere else out of state, like, like LSU, Oregon. Tennessee, or Georgia. Or Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. yeah, Oregon, who beat Auburn for T.J. Dudley, who Alabama passed on. So there are not Alabama-Auburn battles. What there are, what that's been replaced by, Luke, is if you go down, okay, who are Alabama's top 15 or 20 targets? And who are we recruiting against? The answer time and time again, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, that's, that's who our recruiting rivals are. It's not all. Auburn is infinitely removed as a recruiting rival because we're not recruiting against them for anyone. Not really a single guy. Uh, you know, we're, we're sort of almost going up against, you know, Miami and South Carolina for Fagans. Yeah. Who, who spent some time in Oxford and now is in Birmingham and still doesn't have Auburn in this top four if Auburn's recruiting him at all. And I'm just saying that's – those are the questions to me Harson has to answer. Now, back to our total silliness, is the rumor that he's a Scientologist, is that a factor in any of this? <laughs> I would hope not. I would hope not. I mean, honestly, I would hope not uh, as a you know, human being. I'm like, uh, I, I hope not because that's – that's not fair and that's silly and stupid, frankly. Just get to know Harson and who he is. And, and, and here's one more thing, as much as we're, we love to make fun of, of anything Auburn, one more thing is, hey, guess what, guys? <laughs> Georgia is really, really, really good, and they've built a roster that looks like Alabama's. And pretty much the only reason we beat them last year is because we were a hell of a lot better at one position, quarterback. And I'm not 100% sure we're better than them at quarterback this year, although we might be. I mean, they're better at quarterback this year. Are we? I don't know. But, but Alabama could use a strong Auburn to take some of these dudes from Georgia. And if Auburn and Georgia were splitting kids, we'd be beating the hell out of both of them. Instead, Auburn's getting none of them. Georgia's getting all of them. And we got a problem on our hands. So there's that. Nah, I'm going to totally disagree. I want Georgia to get all they want, and I want I, I want to watch this Titanic sink. That's what I really want to do. Um, that's really that's me. That's the Alexander City Luke who I think grew it's up. The SS, in, I think it's the SS Minnows. Yeah. It's the SS Minnows sinking, not the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's true. Um, also, one other thing that Don. I mean, this just came to me today. LSU has a quarterback battle, right, between Miles Brennan and Max Johnson, right? Yep. Is Max Johnson missing a golden opportunity to be to have an NIL deal with like Magnum condoms? Max Johnson is the greatest name in college football history, is it not? <laughs> I have said the name Max Johnson a hundred times in my life and never thought of it in that light until right now, and now you've ruined the LSU football game. I've ruined it. Max Johnson. <laughs> I mean, he has no choice but to be a big dick when it comes to, like, being with in front of the media, right? 
Wow. <sighs> well, ladies and gentlemen, our most inappropriate show of all time. From, from literally being politically incorrect about every single religion that, that there is. I think I think we pretty much stomped on all of them. Is there anything to, left? To, to penis jokes. <laughs> and, ju- and, and to think we weren't even going to record today. And I'm and not, instead you know, of, and instead of this masterpiece, I think I'm going to not edit that. I think I'll keep it. <laughs> I mean, and if I, if I, if that fires me, if that gets me fired from the Locked On Network, I think I went out in a blaze of glory. Oh, and it also means I didn't listen to the rest of the shows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are they missing, really? It's way worse. There's been way worse than that. <laughs> We've been so much worse than this. Um, we warned right. them day one. wasn't these guys, but we warned them day one. It was funny day one when they called us when we were doing talking Tuscaloosa, and you know they sent us this big long email. We'd love to have you part of our team. Please, you know, join us. We'd love. Please consider, you know, do this. We, they, just glowing remarks, all this nice stuff. Yeah. And I think our right, return we love email, your show, and I'm like, Luke, I don't think they've listened to it. And I think I think our return email was. Are you sure you're looking for us? <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and all, all our questions. They, they, they lay out the entire business plan, and it's a P&L and this big corporate thing, and then we have 15 questions about whether we can curse on the show. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're signing all this shit. We have no idea. We probably were like guinea pigs for the COVID vaccine before <laughs> COVID was a thing. We're signing our life away. And all I kept saying was, y'all know I say shit a lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, by signing this, you'll get 2.765432.54389% of national revenues. Do y'all agree? And we're like, can we say shit on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Sign us up. <laughs> we should have. We should have come back with, sir. We don't want to be a part of any podcast that would have us as podcasters. <laughs> That's right. We stopped listening to ourselves a year ago. <laughs> that, that that is true. Um, Let's talk right, about football. Hey, that's been been a big football week. How, how about you know we we're making comments about it. How about, let's pat ourselves on the back and by ourselves. Certainly not me and Luke, but fans of Alabama, you you guys are listening to the show because y'all are fans of Alabama and we created this monster. Our quarterback is going to make a million dollars. Have we, we need to, the world moves so fast sometimes. I think we just move on to the next story too quickly. Our quarterback is going to make a million dollars while he's at Alabama. That's amazing. And for as crazy as it is, Lane Kiffin had to stop himself three times today. Um, while, while it's amazing, I mean, let's pat ourselves on the back for helping Coach Saban. All of us have contributed in some way. All of us, even me and Luke, as silly as we are, we've all contributed in some way to making the greatest college football program of all time. And the fact that Bryce is going to make a million dollars is just evident. He hasn't even played a game or started a game. It's just more evidence of what we, the Alabama family, have built. And uh, that, that, it boggles my mind. And, hey, way to go, Bryce. And way to go, Alabama. And way to go, us. What would Tua Tungo-Vailoa had made um, after the national championship game on that bomb to Devontae? I mean, it, he, it would have been raining dollar bills on him. And conversely, 
um, there would still be offensive linemen from the Shula era paying off debt to Alabama. <laughs> be like, you owe us money. You owe us money. <laughs> you know, I think Tua would make more money than Bryce. I mean, I mean, and we hadn't seen Bryce play excellently like we saw Tua from minute number one, literally. But I think because uh, Tua being from Hawaii, uh, which is unique, it's unique to the sport. There's a lot of Hawaiians in the NFL. There's a lot of people of Samoan descent in the NFL. That's true. But almost none of them have been quarterbacks at that level. And I think for that reason, when you throw in, um, you know, what, what TV loves is people that appeal to the whole country. And Tua has a lot of West Coast appeal. He has the Hawaiian appeal. And, of course, SEC, the, where, where football is, is, is people more passionate about anywhere else. Tua would have – he would have broke the bank. And, and then throw in the fact he threw the most famous pass maybe in the history of college football. Uh, yeah, Tua would have broke the bank. He really would have. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this podcast. We'll catch you guys tomorrow and have a wrap-up of what uh, Nick Saban said at Media Day. So until then, roll tide. Roll tide.